Okay, welcome everyone to today's episode of our podcast. It's an absolute honor. I thank you all for tuning in and for sharing the link with your family and friends, your cats and dogs. Tell them the podcast we've all been waiting for is finally here. Right, so I am just coming from watching arguably my favorite movie of the year and it, it, it was bound and destined to be my favorite movie of the year because of all the hype and uh, I think when they announced the release date sometime last year I no, it was earlier this year around February I remember quoting the announcement tweet vowing that I would be um, watching the movie on the evening of its yeah on the evening that it would be released in cinemas and yeah that did not happen because yeah exams were taking center stage and yeah it was just not the the best time for that i didn't want to dilute my movie experience you know with all the pressure and all that stuff so yeah without further ado ladies and gentlemen my first thoughts and reaction and yeah more or less reviews of yeah reviewing the marvel's movie starring my favorite avenger no my favorite avengers captain marvel miss marvel and um, a lady who likes to call herself Captain Rambo, who I prefer to call Photon for obvious reasons. And yeah, for those that have read the comics, I think it's it's just a bit more comic accurate, you know. So yeah, without further ado, let's get straight into it. So yeah, I watched the movie over two days, which is odd, but trust me, it works. It really works. I started watching it last night and yeah uh, fell asleep which yeah trust me not because it was boring but I was super exhausted it was a very long day but I particularly found um, the, the opening sequences to be quite refreshing and yeah I, I really woke up eager to finish it off so last night I, I recall watching the first 30 to 40 minutes of the movie and yeah it, it, it was more or less a continuation from a continuation of the Miss Marvel finale from last year where Kamala found herself um, switching places with Captain Marvel and yeah they referred to the phenomenon as entanglement of their powers which was very weird and uncomfortable for the both of them. You can imagine Captain Marvel waking up in a stranger's room with a wallpaper themed after her and I think it just goes to show how big of a fan Kamala Khan was of Captain Marvel and yeah, you could you could tell by Carol's reaction when she I think she picked up an article from the from the room and she dashed out, went into the Khan's living room and the reaction was priceless the reaction was priceless and then there was havoc in the house I think Captain Marvel showed up with the flurkin goose and 
he was basically vomiting and digesting the whole living room and the whole family was all over the place trying to put two and two together before they could um, Kamala was showing up and disappearing intermittently and yeah it, 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 it was quite a scene a very wild scene and then Monica is on a research mission at the Sabre station in space and she's trying to figure out the anomaly in space wearing a full astronaut gear and before she knew it she had switched places with Kamala Fury is confused the whole cast is confused but Kamala is more or less excited to be seeing Fury for the first time and I don't think the reaction was mutual <laughs> Fury was rather confused and puzzled and asking who are you and where are you from so I think after a few and then after a few rounds of switching they started to connect the dots and that's when they realized that their powers were connected I mean they were all capable of manipulating or absorbing or solidifying electromagnetic wavelengths no electromagnetic waves in the form of light to different capacities I think uh, Carol could transmit or rather release beams of light and then Photon could absorb and release that light and also visualize almost every wavelength of visible light and yeah every wavelength of light and then it's Kamala who had the ability to transform that invisible light into solid solid matter which is yeah it's mind-blowing if you come to think of it and I'm realizing now that if I do not summarize my talking points we might be here for a whole hour but yeah I'll try to keep it short at the same time um, I'll, I, I'll, I'll definitely do my best to include all the talking points I found particularly interesting so from there they more or less gathered at uh, the, the the Khan household because that's where most of the action was and that's where a couple of switching or switches had taken place we saw all three um, members of the Marvel's team showing up there at yeah and initially it was one at a time and then they were there simultaneously because there's a point where Kamala and Monica switched places with Carol simultaneously but then yeah it's the science is not sciencing but it did happen it did happen so when Carol finally met Monica after a very long time Photon was holding on to the promise that Carol had left her and her mom when she left initially about how she would return and yeah it, it went on for more than 20 years because I think that was around the 90s when Captain Marvel um, the movie was set or rather based then the blip came Monica disappeared and by the time she came back her mom had passed and, and then when Monica finally met Carol in person for the first time in 20-30 years she was very bitter because Carol had promised that she would return and 
it got clearer as the movie progressed that Carol thought she'd be back, but then the battles or the the Kree saga kept kept on unfolding, and she 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 felt obliged and she felt as if it was her responsibility to settle the Kree, you know, the Kree conflict once and for all, which, yeah, did not go quite according to plan. She destroyed the AI that was feeding and empowering the Kree for a very long period of time because she felt that the, the same AI stole her life, stole her memories, and she thought by doing so, the Kree would depart from their war, their warring tendencies and become a more peaceful people, which did not happen. It only made the conflict worse because that was more or less the origin of Darbin. And from then on, Darbin was out for revenge and I think that's how she found one of the quantum bands in space. And since then, she started open up, opening, wow, opening up jump points at her will which yeah it, it it tore the very delicate fabric which kept time and space or space time together it's yeah it's quite something it's quite something but then back to the point i was um uh, leading to on how carol and Monica are catching up and Carol was surprised that Monica was um, empowered or rather she had superhuman capabilities and she wanted to know how, how it got to that and Monica um, made reference to the events from One Division where she walked through the witch's hex and yeah Scarlet Witch and yeah <laughs> Manis Khan is very sarcastic she says oh I'm so happy for you but where's our daughter <laughs> and her face switched which was very funny and yeah I, I particularly loved her performance not only in in this movie but also in Miss Marvel she she's quite a dynamic and versatile character at one point she's she's very friendly the next she's strict the next she's philosophical and yeah there's a point towards the end of the movie where she's um you know uh telling kamala nice things appreciating her and then they yeah they had moved into the new house which i think is monica's house and amir is standing there just moving the things around and making sure that everything's in order and then from nowhere she goes Amir this would be a very a very nice house to raise a family <laughs> and Amir picks up the remote <laughs> tries to change the channel <laughs> where the channel is basically his mom's mood or his mom's personality <laughs> and he's acting like he's not hearing a word she's saying which is very funny and there's another scene that I particularly loved where Amir is praying as the I think the space capsule is dropping from Saber to to Earth and the Flurkins had swallowed the whole you know the whole space crew and they're in the same capsule with the Flurkins, Nick Fury, 
Muniba and Kamala's father. So Amir starts praying because things don't seem to be very under control at that moment. And Fury asks him if he's praying and then he goes silent. <laughs> and then Fury <laughs> reassures him and tells him, keep praying, we need all the help we can get, which was, yeah. And then Fury's only input at the end of the prayer was, Amen. <laughs> you know, I was also surprised to know that Carol was married to the prince of a whole planet and you know what made it surprising was she started by telling her teammates that you know I yeah don't be surprised I am somewhat of a celebrity yeah and then she wears a very funny costume with feathers and her eyes are barely visible and you know a person's royalty if their eyes are barely visible so they leave the ship as soon as they land and then people start singing and <laughs> it's it's quite funny because it, it it appeared as if the song was a special welcome but then that was their official language on that planet they communicated through music or they communicated through songs and singing so they make their entrance and they go to the prince's palace or yeah the place where the prince dines and stuff and they're there and then the prince comes but then the guys were basically there to warn the prince and his people because Darbin was after the water apparently the plant was 98 or 90 something percent of water which was the very first clue to Kamala and Monica that Carol knew a bit about the planet before they even went there. So Darwin was basically trying to resurrect the planet and give it life. So she was yeah, picking and taking whatever she required to make that um, possible for her people at Hada. And yeah, so she went in her mind and she's like, you know, we need water. I'll go to Atlanta. We need um, the sun. I'll go to Earth. So yeah, her her shopping list was quite wild. So Carol tries to warn the prince through song, but then yeah, it 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 was very very not effective or ineffective. So yeah, she she stops singing and starts talking to him. She. <laughs> she went we need to talk and then monica and kamala are both surprised at the same time that he actually could speak and then carol went i know he's bilingual which is quite odd that they're both speaking or communicating in english but then if you're not singing they cannot hear you and then for some of them if you're singing and you're not talking wait Maybe if you speak, they can hear you. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 um, not for now. So they go to war and then they leave um, because yeah, it was not quite going very great. And fast forward, lest I chow up the whole hour, because you know it's. 
at this point where I fail to understand how some people are very critical um, on or rather regarding phase 4 and phase 5 projects I think I mentioned it in the, the Guardians of the Galaxy um, review that I did as well as the Thor Love and Thunder one but I, I think one of the reasons is at times as fans we we yeah it's we speculate a lot and um, throw around so many theories and at times they do connect or they do tend to be real at the end of the day by the way um, don't mind the background sounds it's festive season so you know what's up uh yeah where was i i think the the main root of the unfair criticism is at times people expect the movies to be written in a certain way because at times it does seem like it's leading up to a certain outcome but then it doesn't which usually leads to disappointment especially when the movie is not quite as um close to the expected storyline as much as the people expected so yeah i i really don't get get why we've been so critical by we are i'm basically referring to the whole fan base started off with the eternals and then thor love and thunder and then guardians of the galaxy volume 3 I think Volume 3 was less harshly criticized um, than Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So yeah, back to that now. I, I, yeah, if I were to rate it on, yeah, using a percentage from 0 to 100, I'd most probably give it a solid 90. Yeah, solid 90. The 10% might be yeah the margin of error and you know i felt as if the pacing was off at some yeah some sections of the movie there was a scene where kamala and carol and you know monica about to leave the the space station going to um battle with darbin because she had opened up a jump point where I think she was trying to steal our son and it was certainly a matter of emergency but then they it's, it's as if time moved differently you know when when they were under pressure as opposed to when they were not under pressure if that makes sense see they, they actually found time to have a solid pep talk and then the next moment it, it I think the, the main challenge was things went from 0 to 100 and from 100 to 0 real fast it, it yeah the pacing felt off at times but yeah I think the content was definitely up there I loved the comedy I loved the script I loved the the, the timeline yeah the storyline and and how they they you know 
resolve that uh, you know friction between Carol and Monica and the friction that was between all three members at the beginning of the movie how love conquered all and how it basically um, fortifies the the fact that love does conquer all and no conflict can yeah I don't think there's any conflict that cannot be resolved if both parties are willing and yeah they were all willing to see it work so it did there's even a point where Carol promised Darbin that she would resurrect her son her son as in yeah the giant ball of fire because the chemical reactions that made the sun burn were going on at a rate that was not feasible so I think Photon suggested to Carol that she could power it up because yeah she she had the power she had energy so initially Carol was reluctant but then she made the promise so she had to deliver and she delivered even though it meant empowering her yeah the the people she fought her entire life but yeah good prevails at the end of the day and then i think final thoughts i in terms of the villain and the the fights or the fight scenes i found them a bit balanced you know because of the the quantum bands and how darbin was at times absorbing and using the teams or the crew's powers against them and that universal weapon which i think is called the universal weapon it brought a bit of balance to the fight it was not one-sided and yeah she definitely held her own Oh yeah, there's, there's that scene where the Flurkins are supposed to swallow the, the crew members so that they could be transported easily um, and fit in the space capsules. And the, the, the PA is announcing that, stop running, let the Flurkins eat you. <laughs> I mean, who would wait for that? And yeah, I, I loved a quote that Amir gave in, I think, was it in this ship or when they landed on earth how the vastness of it gave him a new perspective of life that you know it, at times you feel as if you are in a very tight spot or your situation might not improve but then it 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 if if you come to realize that you've become bigger or you've dealt with more struggles and overcome it definitely um, reminds you that you can overcome anything in life and you should not lose hope because there's yeah there's with optimism there's always a lot more to life and we should stop worrying and stop overthinking and look forward to a life of optimism so yeah and then the mid-credit scene and the post-credit scene, I think they start with Kamala and Kate Bishop. Kamala is basically in Kate's 
apartment and Kate is coming back from one of her victorious um, vigilante nights and she brought pizza for the dog if you recall um, I think there's, there's an episode from Hope I two years back where the dog was yeah they, they named him the pizza dog based on how addicted he was to pizza I think that's the only thing he ate or the thing he loved the most but at that point it seemed as if that was the only thing he could digest so Kate <laughs> walks into her apartment and the lights are off so she can only tell that there's a figure sitting on her chair and then she goes um, how can I help you I mean who walks into the apartment and asks someone that question my first reaction would be no I wouldn't scream coughs um, yeah so Kamala is very um, forthcoming and upfront with Kate she tells her she tells her that she's trying to get a team together which I assume or presume must be the Young Avengers because Kamala did mention that in in her proposal I think she's I mean she's yeah she said that you, you can't obviously think that you're the only young hero in town was that it I think so and uh, Kate did not um, outright accept the proposal but she didn't deny it either so yeah I think she she was about to accept and also um, talks about maybe Scott Lang's daughter joining I think her name was Casey and then there's one there's two twins the, the yeah the the young the young boys forgetting the name I think it was Tom and was he a Tom I'll have to check but then yeah and then the Hulk had a son by the way I think he might be in it as well and then the other post credit mid credit yeah that scene where Monica is waking up and if you haven't watched the movie I'm sorry I'm only realizing now that I didn't open up with a spoiler alert but yeah I'll have to do that at the end so Monica had been closed off at a different half of the wait timeline not timeline but she was in a different reality yeah and she wakes up next to her mother or at least someone who appeared to be her mother the resemblance was uncanny to be honest so she goes mom and the person is very not so responsive because she really wasn't a mom she was a variant but not entirely a, a variant because there's a guy who appeared to be from the X-Men who was running tests on her and trying to find out why or how she had gotten there and there's even mention of a Charles so that's presumably Charles Xavier and he he's yeah it 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 
didn't seem like a very nice place to be they definitely wanted to know how she got there and why she was there and trying to assess whether or not she was a threat but since it's a parallel universe i think this is the foundation for the fantastic four no not the fantastic four but the x-men and the other sections of the mcu to be brought into place so with that i think we will end here and yeah it's your boy emmanuel stay blessed and conquer